Welcome to the All Things Overlanding Podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the vlog slash podcast, I've got a very special guest. And I just wanted to kind of record a little intro outro for you guys so to give you a little bit more context on my guest. Um, gentleman's name is Cody Ash, and uh, he is actually kind of the way that I got into overlanding. Back about four or five years ago in like 2016, I was just literally finding overlanding on YouTube and, and kind of Googling it and finding Facebook groups. And I found a group called Midwest Overlanders, which we're going to talk more about here in the interview in a second. But Cody started that. It's a little over 5,000 members now, I believe. Um, so it's grown quite a bit, but it is a great group of folks that are into the same things here in the Midwest. So if you if you aren't already a part of that group and you're in the Midwest, definitely go search on Facebook for Midwest Overlanders and join that group. Um, I'm in there. Cody's in there. There's a ton of people in there, and they're all super helpful. They take trips. They do cool things together. So if you're looking for like-minded people to hang out with, definitely check them out. Um, I'll put a description down in the link below. Um, I'll put a link down in the description below. That's better. So if you want to... If you want to find them easily, I'll put a link straight to the group so you can find it. There's also a classified section and a purely off-road section. So if you're more into rock crawling and off-roading, um, there's also a group for that. And Cody runs all those groups. So definitely check those out down in the description. And thanks in advance to my, my guest Cody for stopping by. And I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Fletch, your host from All Things Overlanding. And on today's show, we have a very special guest. Uh, it's a buddy of mine named Cody, Cody Ash. And he is actually how I got into overlanding, believe it or not. So welcome, Cody. Hey, <laughs> all your problem. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, Co how long has it been? It's been, what, like probably like four years since we met? Uh, like, yeah, so this, this year will mark five years for Midwest Overlanders. So. Okay. And I got my Xterra like... Four and a half years or so? Yeah. Yeah, just over four years ago. So, yeah, and like this kind of the funny part of that for those of you watching, like... I had never met Cody before and there were like, there was a couple other guys, Jacob and Adam that were coming out with us and they literally like posted on this Facebook group that I had just joined. And they were like, Hey, we're going to go to Hoosier National Forest and go camping, go overlanding. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds awesome. I'm going to go. And my wife was like, you don't know any of these people? And I'm like, no, I've never met them. And we just met in the woods and it was great. It was actually, they didn't murder me. We had a lot of fun yep. and there'd been a lot of rain. There was like some flooding and stuff. So that was actually a really fun trip. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So, so cool. So tell us about Midwest Overlanders. I can, uh, like I, I told you before we started, I've got your stuff pulled up here. So I'll share my screen quick. And then, so, I mean, you're almost at 5,000 members of Midwest Overlanders. That's impressive. Yeah, it's, it's getting up there. It's, it's, it's a little crazy. It's a little overwhelming, to be honest. But just to kind of well, go off that story that you were talking about, Jacob, he's actually the only person that I've known in, in, real life prior to meeting any of the people that I now camp with yeah. on a regular basis. Like everybody else I've met through this group and it's that's kind awesome. of a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And it, you're right. I mean, it's, well, and here's the thing too, if this is, if this is a little overwhelming for you, you've got multiple projects here, which we'll oh. go through in more detail. Yeah. So. It's, it's expanded a little bit over the years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're like the, you're like the godfather of Midwest overlanding, at least as far as I'm concerned. Oh, man. And I, I, <laughs> I kind of hate that, too. Because <laughs> people always come to questions, and I'm like, man, I'm just, 
you you've camped with me a few times now and if if anything i'm about as basic as it gets like right like we have this term xboaf and it's just kind of a term making fun of ourselves because we put all this time and money into our vehicles and yep. we set them up to go and explore and do all these fabulous off-roading things with them. Yep. And half the time we just go camp for a weekend yep. in the woods and yep. we never even put it in four hides. So <laughs> yeah, especially not in Hoosier National Forest. There's nothing. Yeah, exactly. And that's why usually when I, I post those trips, I'll be like, Hey, we're going camping. And I'm like, Oh, we're going on this awesome adventure. Right. Yeah, there's no rock crawling or anything in there. Let's call it what it is. We're we're camping and we're having fun and really yeah. names, names don't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that you're you're definitely right about that. And it is still it is a lot of fun and there's generally a lot of people there. But like I'm thinking back to like a couple of the coolest overlanding trips I've ever taken were the Manistee trip, which how many yep. rigs showed up to that? Oh gosh. That was like twenty <laughs> It was a nightmare. Yeah, it was yeah, so when 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 I plan trips like this and it this is definitely the probably the most overwhelming part of doing anything like this. Yeah, it's kind of like hosting events like this. Is we had, yeah, that's that picture right there. That's from the that trip. was it. Right? We had like what ten people confirm they were going. <laughs> when we get there, there's like twenty three rigs that show up. Yeah, and like we're all coming from all over the Midwest. We're coming, you know, this is what a six seven hour drive for us. Yeah, and then to an area that I've never been to, I've never explored. I'm like sitting here on Google Earth and Google Maps and trying to plan these routes out and stuff. Right. And then now we double the amount of vehicles that's with us. Like, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. And it was kind of after that point, I was like, okay, I think we're going to have to chill out a little bit and right. we're going to have to do more private events if we're going to do anything large like that. Right. So, yeah. yeah. But we, we've done all kinds of cool things like that. Like we did the Manistee trip. Uh, yeah gone out to Moab, went out to Canyon Lands National Park and all that. Yeah. Uh, we've been down through uh, Land Between the Lakes, Red River Gorge. We did the Dirt Devil. Yeah. That was one of the first group trips. Um, yeah. That was down in Tennessee. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, here, most recently, we went out uh, east, went out to West Virginia and Virginia. That was a fun trip. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was the other one that I was going to say that was one of my favorites, which, again, like, I think because of the simplicity of the way that you plan them, it actually works really well, right? Like that's, I'm not like, I can't, I don't know enough about it, but just the fact, like when you told me, like, I just went on some forums and like asked questions of people in the area and they gave me some cool spots, like that worked out perfectly. And it was great to be flexible. Yeah. And I try not to get too like strict into it. Like, right. honestly, if I'm doing something real serious, like if I were taking my kids with me or my wife or something like that, then yeah, I would probably dig into it a little bit more, but if it's just me and a couple of dudes going, it's like, okay, well, here's, here's a few plots. Let's kind of hit these and then let's kind of explore from there. That way we're not, we're not yeah. too dependent on this route and stuff. We're actually out enjoying the drive and stuff like that. Some people, I think they get way too into it. They got to have GPX files or yeah, it's like, it's like they don't know how to drive or something. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. So I like to yeah. be loose with it and just have some fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and that's, I've told you before, but like, I appreciate that because like, whenever we go, you are always the planner. You're always the one that says where we're going and everybody just follows you naturally. Right. Cause you've got a plan and, and you've made those trips, but like, it would be a totally different trip if we didn't have that. Right. So I appreciate it when you yeah, do it no and it makes it a lot of fun. So, so yeah, cool. All right. Oh, okay. And cut there because the whiteboard just fell down and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> All right.
and we're back okay so yeah so that's midwest overlanders right so almost five thousand folks in there um and i love it too so i mean you know people anybody watching this i'm sure you're familiar with facebook groups and things like that um you know i talk a lot about lee odom and overlandmeetup.com which is a forum that's dedicated to overlanding which is really cool but facebook has kind of taken over that space right like the facebook groups has kind of replaced forums which there's good and bad in, right? Like you have to dig through a lot of content that's not really well organized just because of the nature of Facebook, but it's immediate, right? Forums is Facebook groups. What do you kind of think? Like, what do you prefer and why? <laughs> that's curveball for you. Honestly, my, pre my preference is actually forums. Yeah. Um, but sadly, like you mentioned, they're, they're pretty much dead. And uh, Facebook's kind of the place to go because it's 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 immediate gratification. Right. You know, you could you could post something, and honestly, most of the time, in a matter of seconds, you'll get at least one reply. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of what people like about it. And the simple fact that they have an app, people are on their phones all the times. Like even Tapatalk, like yeah, it, it works, but it, like I I hate using it. <laughs> it's really just kind of cumbersome. Right. So and then you have Messenger and stuff like that, which works really well for setting up groups and trips and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. As much as I hate Facebook, it's like a catch 22. You almost have to use it these days for stuff like this. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, and in talking to Lee and spending a bunch of time on Overland Meetup, I like that he's actually built it in a way where it has like a feed. Mm -hmm. kind of like facebook but the the pro the only problem with it right now is there aren't enough people on it right so like if 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 he can hit that critical mass where he's got a thousand two thousand five thousand people on there i think it could get to that point where it's like immediate and he also has notifications turned on so that's why i like that for him but yeah you're right like but i mean like i'm on this all day long and i have notifications popping up on my phone from the 20 different overlanding groups i'm in and yeah and in the early days we actually i when i ran i mean back in the day i had like the, the website the web store yeah. Um, and I had actually started working on a forum and everything for it. And it was just one of those things like there wasn't hardly any traffic. And at that point, it's like, okay, where do you cut your losses? And right. Is my, my time worth this investment? And yeah. yeah. For me at the time, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, and that's Facebook makes it so easy that it's kind of tough to ignore, right? Like it's, yeah. to your point, if you're strapped for time, you can just yep. go on here and take 10 minutes and make a page. Exactly. And share it in a couple places and you got people. So. Very cool. So yeah, so that's Midwest Overlanders. Anything else you want to touch on on that? No, I think it's just one of those things that uh, it's a group of a lot of people. There's there's a lot of banter between people. You got your yeah. your brand loyalists and all that, but uh -huh. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that we we like everything. I mean, yeah. you know, I I own Chevys, I own Fords, I own Toyotas, I own Nissans, I own yeah. a Jeep. So it's right. It's not that like I love one thing over the other, and yeah. But you yeah. have the, you have those people in every group. I mean, almost five thousand people. You can't you can't please everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's you know it's interesting though on on overlanders for the size of it. <clears throat> either you guys do like are so fast with your moderation, or it's just not needed a whole lot. Like I don't feel like I see a whole lot of like stupid shit all the time. <laughs> we we go through phases. Yeah. Um, like there 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 has been times like when I'm like okay I'm I'm done with this like I'm so over these people. <laughs> and I have to say, in the five years I've been here, I've personally never actually kicked anybody out or blocked anybody in the group. Some yeah. of our, some of our moderators have, because some people have just been real douchebags, yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest with you. But um, we got a great team. I mean, we've got we've got a few admins, we've got a few moderators, and it it just it's almost seamless these days. Yeah, 
Yeah, I never see it at all. I never see it. Like, there's in the big group Overlanding USA, um, there's recently there's been like a rash of like just horrible spam, like click the link below to get your setup for making 20 grand a month kind of stuff. And it's been so prevalent that people are like posting memes about not again. And like, I mean, it's, it's like just constant. Yeah. Um, but over here, I don't, I mean, you know, they have 11,000 ish members, but I mean, you're still half that, which is still a ton of people. And like, I never see anything like that over here ever. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we, we have our moment. I mean, we don't really deal with the spam things. I think we take care of that real quick. Yeah. It's just sometimes catching some of the people who are just like straight up D bags to people. Yeah. You know, some of those brand loyalists that like take it to a, a next level of extreme. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty prevalent everywhere. I feel like there's, yeah, there, yeah, sure. there, yeah. But I mean, it's again, you guys just do a good job. Like it just gets covered up and just disappears. I feel like not covered up, but it gets like deleted. And if it's inappropriate, it's gone. Yeah. And it, it took us a couple of years to, to kind of get into a flow of it, but I think anymore it's, like we used to like send each other like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or should we take care of this or whatever? Yeah. And we like the mod and admin team. Now we don't even like hardly ever talk to each other. Like we <laughs> yeah. just, we just do it. Get rid of it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, and then you've got off-road, which is a little bit smaller group, but a little bit more specific, right? Like just. Yeah. So this is, this was kind of my, my way of so many people would post up in Midwest Overlanders and be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to the Badlands, which is a local off-road park. Sure. Or, you know, I'm going to go to this off-road park. You know, who wants to come out and do an overland trip to this off-road park? And it's like, <laughs> you know, right. that's, that's, that's a different ballgame. You know, that's, that's not overlanding. That's not what overlanding is, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm one of those guys. I love going to the off-road park like that. Yeah. It's actually easier for me. I've got three small children. I've got three toddlers. So right. right at this point in my life, it's easier for me for a weekend or even a day trip to go to an off-road park and hang out with a bunch of buddies than it is to go on a week-long trip um, camping out in the woods. So I created this and I mean, right now we're on a, we're pretty much going out once a month, which has worked out really, really well because otherwise I don't have that time with my wife's schedule and the three toddlers. My daughter's in preschool now. So like, I don't have the time to go out and camp, you know, like every month, like I used to, or like I want to. Right. Um, where this, you know, I can go out for a day and still have a lot of fun. So, yeah, this group is basically just kind of, you know, there's, there's still the crossovers and stuff like that. Like people want to build the Manistee and sure, you call that overlanding, you call it off-roading. What do you call it? Right. I mean, in my opinion, if you're just going up there and <laughs> you're getting dirty for a day, you know, that's off-roading. So that would yeah. go into the Midwest off-road group. If right. you're going out for a week into the wilderness and camping by yourself with nothing else. <laughs> that's more of an overlanding trip. So that goes with overlanding group. So, yeah, 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 no, that's awesome. Well, I like it too. And I've kind of pulled away from off. Like when I first got my truck, it wasn't hardly modified for overlanding at all. But now that it's got like the drawer system in the back, like it's really well built. Yeah. But I still think about some of the times I've smashed a diff on a rock or like <laughs> done something where I'm like, you know what? I don't know if that wooden drawer system would really hold up really well, smashing into things like that. <laughs> so you might I be pulled more <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be okay. It'd be all right. It's not bad. I got to I got to replace my rear leaf pack because now I'm starting to get so much sag with all the extra weight that <laughs> I think I've lost like an inch, inch and a half in my lift in the rear. So, but like my my buddy Mark, he uh, he has a newer he has a newer F one fifty. Oh yeah. And uh, he's got it set up pretty well for overlanding. You know, he's got the rack, the rooftop tent, the whole nine yards. But he did yeah. a trip on the twat last year uh, with our friend Zach Barrow. 
and they went through there and he did a lot of damage to his truck and his really? this is a 2019 or 2000 yeah it's 2019 f-150 i believe yeah and he's done a lot of damage and he's actually had a new engine put in the truck <laughs> so he kind of he kind of got to the point where he was like okay i need to chill out on this <laughs> and he bought a side-by-side and yeah. uh he's been taking the side-by-side out with us on these trips and it's that's still cool. a way for him and i to get together and yeah go and have some fun yeah that's awesome yeah there's there's a guy that follows me um i think he's called utv addict and he's probably watching this but he literally goes overlanding in a side-by-side does he does he run the utv overlanding group i don't know Maybe. yeah there's there, there's a guy in midwest overlanders that posts every once in a while he's actually in or runs a utv overlanding group huh. interesting yeah if you're watching this utv addict guy uh post up in the comments and tell us if you run that that group um but yeah he's he's commented on a few of mine and he said like that he he wherever whatever state he's in they're legal for road use i, I don't know if they are here or not so they, i mean they are um yeah. it's mainly in southern indiana and it's okay it's predominantly only on county road use so you can't yeah. get on like the highway and stuff like that you're right um but yeah i mean there's there's quite a few counties here in indiana where you can do that as well okay yeah so that's what he does and i just think that there's something really cool about that because it's just such a small footprint and if you can pack yeah. appropriately like it can do so much more than a lot of full-size vehicles so oh yeah i mean i take when me when i take my side by side off road like it, it it's a little billy go man it'll climb yeah. up things at haspen acres which haspen is pretty intense at times yeah and uh <laughs> yeah and it goes through that stuff like like none other it's, it's yeah. quite amazing yeah that's awesome cool all right so that's off-road you're when are you getting these new stickers do you have them now oh you got them yeah i didn't see that yeah look at that got them. we actually uh yeah. yesterday was the first event we had where i had them out so the okay. whole deal with that is you come out to an off-road trip with this and you get one yeah part of the deal and and tell them the story of the blackbeard guy like where that came from because that'll get us into your rig a little bit too so we're jumping ahead but yeah so i have a uh i've got a 1983 k5 blazer <laughs> And the oh, previous man. previous owner had this um, factuation with pirates, I guess. Okay. So it had a license plate on it, you know, standard vanity plate with like a pirate and skulls and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then on the inside of it, so the part that's a hard roof or the back half is a convertible, the yeah. part that's a hard roof, like the whole roof line is just this huge giant pirate skull flag <laughs> put on the headliner. And when I got it, my, my three-year-old, she was two at the time, and... Uh, she called it she called it the blackbeard ship so that's fun this whole pirate thing going on so that's awesome i love it yeah, yeah where oh there it is there's a picture of it <laughs> yeah there's small there's yeah it's like a little a it's, small truck it's real small it's on you know 42s <laughs> and one ton axles yeah yeah <laughs> that's my buddy it's, jeff from pnp engineering there yeah look at this human next to it yeah jeff <laughs> oh my god yeah that thing's a monster dude <laughs> yes it is that's amazing. It is All right. My monster truck and I love it. It is like a monster truck. Yeah. So that's we'll get into how many vehicles you have here in a second. Before we get there, the last thing I had sort of pulled up here was classifieds, which I think is this is one of my favorite places to go. Just cuz like I don't, you know, I'm budget minded. I don't like to spend if I can spend a little bit less money and buy something used, like that doesn't bother me a bit cuz then I can buy more stuff with the money that I saved. So, yeah, absolutely. And there's some cool stuff on here too. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly, well, I mean, you know, I'm dealing with 30 and up to 50 year old trucks that yeah. I own personally. So, 
you know, I mean, there's besides aftermarket stuff, there's not a whole lot of new stuff going around for those. So I'm constantly buying old used stuff, you know, parts yeah. that are 30, 40, 50 years old. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully I get them for a fair price and I can go through and rebuild what needs rebuilt and, and go from there. But yeah, basically I got tired of kind of what you were talking about earlier with the spam and stuff in yeah. the early days. It's like everybody's posting up, oh, I got this for sale. I got this for sale. It's like, okay, this is, this is getting repetitive. We're having like 20 plus posts a day of people selling stuff. Yeah. And it's like getting mixed up in the feed and the conversation and stuff like that. So yeah. I created this classifies page and I just want people to go there. They could sell anything that's remotely vehicle, off-road, overland, camping, stuff like that. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'll get people in there selling some like really weird stuff that has nothing to do with any of it. We have to <laughs> moderate that, but it's, it's, it's a pretty chill group. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love just going through it and looking at it just because you never know what you're going to see. But I mean, there's, you know, for those of you watching, if you're in the Midwest and you're like, I want to jump into overlanding and I need a full rig, like there's a ton of people just selling like built trucks in here. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty sweet. They could save you a ton of money versus having to build it yourself. And then you could just customize it from there. But like, here's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. There's a ton of cool stuff. There you go. Doors <laughs> for a Chevy Express. Yeah. For your full, full size van guys. Yeah. And you got everything in here. You got a, a privacy tent for pooping. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you'll find in this group, it's like something like, what what exactly, like in the standard marketplace, what do you search for to find this type of stuff? It's, it gets a little tricky when you're just looking yeah. at the marketplace, but yeah. when you got a classified group that's like dedicated to this kind of stuff, it's, it's yeah. a lot easier to find stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a 2015 Toyota Tacoma TRD Sport built up, bumpers, spare tire carrier in the rear, already built. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, classifieds is dangerous for me. Yeah, I know it is. So <laughs> let's let's go to your vehicles. Should I just go to your page, or <laughs> how do we look at all these vehicles? Uh, I don't even, I don't even know. God, I should have prepped that. I didn't even think about it. You've got so many vehicles. We should have had them pre-pulled up. So um, you already you already saw my K five. Uh, yeah, I'm looking that's for eighty. That's my eighty three. It's kind of my baby. Um, it's more of a dedicated off road trail rig. It's well, it's technically street legal. It's probably really should never be on the street. <laughs> um, and then most recently, yeah, I picked up a 1969 Jeepster Commando. There it is. That's yours, too, isn't it? That's yours, right? That, that's my forerunner. So that's, yep. that's my 99 forerunner. That's my uh, forerunner limited. There's that Jeep. There it is. There's a picture of both of those together. Yeah. So those are my two, two main current rigs, I would say. It's a 1969 Jeepster Commando. That's heavy. <laughs> heavily modified it's had like 20 inches taken out of the wheelbase um yeah so it's 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 different because uh jeepster commandos don't have a postal body and this is how this had a postal body swapped onto it so huh. it's completely different than any jeepster commando you see out there that's awesome um, i've actually had a lot of people argue with me that it's actually a postal jeep with a jeepster <laughs> with a jeepster front end swapped on it's not the frame's been cut it's been heavily modified it's wow. a commando <laughs> Yeah, and yeah then, well, you, you were telling me earlier too that it's actually pretty nice that it has that postal body because you can pop the doors open and they'll stay open so you yeah. can have an open door experience without taking the doors off yep and the doors it, it's a funny it's a funny story like we i've been i've been eyeballing this thing for two years wow uh, it's it's been sitting at this guy's house next to a park that we frequent with the kids huh. the only thing you could ever see was the back half of it from a distance right it wasn't okay. something i could see real close so for the longest time, I was like, is that, is that an FJ40? Like, is that an old, yeah. what is that? Because postal Jeeps didn't, they weren't four-wheel drive. They were only two-wheel drive. Yeah. So I was like, what, 
what is that? Like, it does not look like an FJ40, but it doesn't look like a Postal Jeep, so I don't know what it is. Right. And then a few weeks ago, scouring the marketplace like I do, I see this thing pop up, and I was like, oh, my God, that's it. Like, <laughs> that's the vehicle, and it's a Jeep. That's and awesome. uh, it's only it was only a mile and a half down the road, and wow. I, I begged my wife for like three days, and she finally was just like, okay, shut up, go get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. So... Yeah. So that's, since I've known you, you've had, so in four years, four and a half years, you had the Tundra, right? Brand new TRD Pro Tundra. Kind of, yeah, that's, that's what kicked us off. That's what got us into the whole overlanding world. Yeah. And then that, unfortunately, not to bring up sad feelings, but that got totaled. Somebody hit you. Yep. That got totaled last fall. Um, Like two weeks, I think, after that West Virginia trip. Yeah. So I at least got, I got one last good trip. So. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that was good. Um, and your wife has a brand new, well, what is it? 2018, 19, uh, forerunner. It's, it's a 2016. It was a, it was a match. It was matching to my truck. We bought it. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. So it's a, it's a TRD pro forerunner. Yeah. And then you had the Tahoe, right? The, yeah. The Yukon. I had that Yukon. Yukon. Yeah. Yep. That was kind of a spur of the moment. Did some, <laughs> did some trading for that. It wasn't, it wasn't anything I was like looking for or anything, but I had stuff I was looking to yeah. get rid of. And, uh, and a guy we know through here, mm-hmm. he, uh, he wanted the stuff that I had. So we did some trading there. So I got a 94 Yukon, but I actually, I'm really sad that I got rid of that. I, I love that. Movie. It was clean. That was Andrews, right? Yeah. 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 Rust free. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's kind of earned her up here in the Midwest. So, yeah. So then what, what else did you, cause you had a ton of stuff. I mean, I've had a bunch of random things that, like, I yeah. bought for, like, specific projects or... You got a Land Rover for a minute? <laughs> yeah, so, like, I've had a, I had a, I bought a 89 F350, um, specifically for the axles. I bought that for the axles to put underneath the Yukon. Okay. I had that Land Rover. I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee ZJ. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Vehicle-wise, that may have been it. Besides my 4Runner, I've got this 99 4Runner that I picked up. Yeah. Um, I like that thing. I mean, I think I think that's it. Like, it's okay. not yeah. that much. I mean, people people think it is because I mean, yeah. I went through a few within like the last year. Yeah. But, but yeah. some of those things, like I bought the Jeep specifically for a gambler. Um, yeah. Didn't work out, so I got rid of it. <laughs> I bought I bought the F three fifty specifically for the axles, right. and then I parted the rest of that out, kept the axles. So stuff like that, like yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's it's like I bought that truck, the '89 F350 for two grand when yeah. the axles alone were going for close to that. Yeah. Um, so I bought the truck. It was a running truck, and I just parted the rest of it out. So and I actually yeah. making money back on it. That's sweet. Yeah, yep. that's the way to do it. You're flipping them. You know, it's a it's a profit center for you. Yeah, and that rover that was kind of that was another gambler, a failed gambler project. Yeah. Yeah, I you have you should probably skip past the porn memes. <laughs> um, yeah, we there's a lot of fun to be had in these groups, guys. Go check these groups out for sure, specifically if you're in the Midwest. Um, so that's cool. So yeah, so you've had a bunch of rigs. I mean, you know, to your point, it's not maybe as many. I think it's I think it's the short amount of time that you keep each that makes it seem like they go so fast or you have so many. It, yeah, but, if people have to realize, I've actually had this conversation with a few people they don't realize that I get rid of things. Like when I get something new, I always get rid of something. 
Right. And I, people think I have like 20 vehicles sitting in my garage or something. That's not the case. Like, if you ever see me bring home another vehicle, it's usually because I've gotten rid of something or I am from selling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Tell my wife that because she doesn't believe me. I have two cars now and she's like, we're not. And I want to get a third one. <laughs> and and another thing most people have to realize is like this, a lot of the stuff I'm buying is junk. Like yeah. it's cheap junk. Like I'm not going out and buying like fifteen thirty thousand dollars vehicles. Like yeah, I'm, I'm right. buying some cheap junk because yeah. the stuff I'm doing to them is is not worthy of having a nice one. So. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I keep trying to tell my wife is like, when I first got into Nissans, then I bought a 350Z and it was like two years old with like sixteen thousand miles, and I spent like thirty grand on that thing. I was like fresh out of college kid, like making like thirty grand a year, yep. and I was just like, yeah, I can pay six hundred bucks a month for a car. Sure. No problem. Um, but then since then, like the Xterra was like $7,000 and then I paid that off before I even bought the infinity. And then the infinity is like five years old and it was used and I got a great deal on it. You know, like I'm, I'm less money in both those cars put together, even with all the mods and everything that I was in that Z stock. Yep. For sure. So, so that's, I keep trying to remind her that, but she's just like, yeah, but you got to move, you have to shuffle cars all the time to get stuff in and out of the garage. And that's her problem with it. If we had a three car garage, I'd be fine. Well, <laughs> uh, and I did the whole thing where I bought a brand new truck and I took that brand new expensive truck off-roading and stopped it. <laughs> yes, you I, did. I did it and we bought it for that purpose and we were fine with it. So yeah. now, now that we've been through that and I got my new replacement truck, like my new truck, like the most off-roading it's ever going to do is probably the parking lot at Haspening. Right. <laughs> like, right. like I, it's just, I'm not doing it again. Like yeah. I'll, I'll stick with old $5,000 RLS. Yeah. Right. Go out and yeah. There's no point. About them and have fun. Yeah, I mean, I say that there are some people that like to do that. And if you have the money, do it. Like I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I just personally, I can't afford to do it. Well, <laughs> I would I mean, feel so bad if I smashed a new truck. I, I'm in a position where I, I could afford it, but yeah. why would I? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because oh man, I don't know. It's rough. Like yeah. you, you honestly have more fun when you're wheeling something that's like a two or three thousand dollar vehicle than you are yeah. a thousand dollar truck. Because yeah. I can take that two thousand dollar vehicle. If I put it into the side of the tree, yeah, whatever, keep going. Yeah, my my buddy, uh, my buddy's actually out in Pennsylvania off roading today, and he's got a he's got a new Tundra, oh, and wow. he slid into the side of the tree, and oh. his rear door is completely caved in, and oh. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's his daily driver too, and he yeah. that he travels across the country and stuff. It's like, God, man, that hard. That's hard. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Well, I'm like especially if you if you know how to work on vehicles and stuff even just a little bit like i'm no mechanic or anything but i can do basic stuff but like you could find all day long you could find like a cool old well tjs are a little more but like you could find an old xj that's really well modified and built for off-roading for three to five grand all day long oh yeah you know and like sure. any lockers and six inch lift and everything done to it for cheap and you could get you know four five six seven eight years out of that easy if you're you don't just destroy it you know and you, you would be amazed yeah. at how much fun you can have with a damn near bone stock 500 dollar xj yeah well, that you was... know, and, and that goes for if you're off-roading or if you're taking out on overland trips like yeah you don't have to have the latest right. and greatest and you don't have to have a brand new vehicle it's yeah. nice having a new vehicle you sure. know in your mind it's almost it's almost a false sense of hope that you have this brand new reliable vehicle and that you're never going to break down and something like that and the reality of it is it's going to happen yeah when we went out to, to utah and we were going through canyon lands and going through the white room trail like 
I hit a rock and I blew out my brand new TRD Pro special shock in the rear. And obviously while that wasn't something that was going to leave me on the side of the road, like, yeah, that sucked. Like that was an expensive shock. And then when I finally got home, I called Toyota for a replacement and they're like, Oh yeah, this is like a $1,800 shock. I was like, Nope, not going to do that. We'll go aftermarket. Yeah. God. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Well, yeah. And you're right. Like that's the first four wheel drive I ever had was a 2000, uh, XJ Cherokee sport. And it had the Dana 30 up front and the Chrysler eight and a quarter in the rear, totally open diffs, nothing. And the very first time I ever went to Haspen, I was still bone stock. I literally, I didn't even have, I had a hitch on it. That's all I had. And I put one of those little receivers in the back with a D ring. That was all that I had and like the stock hook or whatever on the front. And we went out there in like February or March and it was like a sloppy mess. Like we literally, we left, you know how you leave the parking lot and there's that like open field and then all the paths that go into the trees. Yep. We never got out of the field. We never got through the field. Like we spent the whole day in the field and my stock XJ had no, probably because it was stock and it just had little tiny pizza cutters on it basically. Yeah. Like I went right through it and I stayed out of the dumb stuff. Another guy in an XJ literally slid all the way down into the trees there was a guy in a big lifted full-size Ram with like 35s on it. He got stuck 10 different times and had to get pulled out. Like we literally spent the whole day just pulling people out of that field, trying to get back to the parking lot. Yeah. It was the whole day. Yeah. Um, but my, my whole Jeep was like just covered in mud. It didn't, you couldn't even tell it was a Jeep. It was just a slab of mud after nope. that day, but I never got stuck in that thing. Never. I'll tell you what though, uh, you know, extra yoders get made fun of a lot. and they Yeah. Black, we did. Honestly, like, those dudes have some of the most fun ever. Like yeah. when yeah. you're taking out like a sub thousand dollar four wheel drive that, that does decently well in even yeah. in stock form and you yeah. don't care about it. Man, I mean, that's just a recipe for fun. Yeah. 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 I remember going to Badlands one time with a buddy of mine and this was before I'd even met you. Yeah. Because that would have been eight, nine years ago, probably. Um, we went out there and there was all these like TJ owners. It was all TJs and me in my Cherokee. And at that time I had a three inch rough country lift on it and like 31s. And like this one guy was like on the CB all the time. What's that wagon doing? Get him out of the way. Blah, blah, blah. Just calling me the wagon, the wagon, the wagon over and over again. (laughs) And then we hit a point where we were on some trail and he got stuck. (laughs) And I drove up around him. I bypassed him and I got in front of him and I hooked up a toe strap and I had to pull him out. And I was like, I got on the radio. I was like, the wagon just pulled out the TJ guys. The wagon got it. Don't worry. He's out. Well, that's, but that's, like, that's aggravating. Like Toyotas too. Like when I was in my Tundra, you know, all the Tacoma and all the four runner guys, oh, it's stupid. You can't do any off-road stuff with it. Yeah. Just like, watch me. Yeah. Well, like that West Virginia trip, like that one really rocky sort of stepped up uh, hill that we went up. Yeah. You had no problem with that. I was like, I was a ways behind you guys. And I'm like, I looked at it and I was like, oh my God. Like, can I even, do I have enough clearance to do that? And I saw your truck go straight up and I'm like, well, I have to do it now. Like I can't. And I did that. I did that entire trip in two wheel drive. <laughs> I put mine in four low for that. Just because yeah. I was like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, my full runner is open discs. I don't have lockers. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything because I'm, I'm not a pro off-road by any means whatsoever. And even with the open disc in that forerunner, like I've outwilled some people that have rear lockers in their Toyotas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people I feel like just rely, you kind of mentioned this earlier, but they just rely on their, you know, their tech and their mods and stuff. And it's like, I feel like way too many don't understand throttle model modulation, right? Like they're just, 
on or off. It's an on off switch. And I'm like, no, you got to maintain momentum going up this hill or, you know, hit it with a little speed and then just carry it through or, but nobody does that. Um, but like my, my wife's forerunner has all the fancy, um, I, I don't even know what Toyota calls them, like yeah. the, the sand mode and all oh, that yeah, crap. Yeah. And I, we've never even used it. And yeah. I don't, I don't ever plan on it. Like right. in my Tundra, all the traction control stuff, it's actually, when I went off-roading, that was one of the first things that I turned off. Turn it off, right? Yeah. I, I don't want any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've wheeled with you. I've seen it. You're a pretty <laughs> good driver. <laughs> cool. So, all right. So that's that. We talked about mods. We talked about trips. What is, if you had to pick one trip, and you've been to a lot of places, you've been to Moab, West Virginia, the Twat, Manistee, you know, DBB, Daniel Boone Byway, is that a thing, right? Yeah. Um, Red River Gorge, all that stuff. Like, what would you say is your favorite trip? What's the best place you've ever been? That's hard. I, I will say probably Utah. Yeah. Um, Utah is amazing. There's so much to see. Like, we spent four days on this trail out there, and we didn't see anything. Like, cool. it's, it's that huge out there. There's so much to see. Yeah. Um, that said, Kentucky is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Wet Western Kentucky, land between the lakes and all that. Yeah. In my opinion, it's a must-see. Um, going down to Red River Gorge, hitting part of the Kentucky Adventure Trail. Yeah. Absolute must-see. Um, I've unfortunately only been to Michigan the one time during the winter trip. Yeah. It was awesome. It was. Fun. I I would really like to go back during like spring or late fall. Yeah. Um, we've we've actually been up to Michigan quite a few times, but not not in the camping aspect. We used to go yeah. for every year, um, just staying you know with with friends and whatnot. But yeah, I'd like to go back up there though. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, I've never been to the up. I've heard UP is yeah. awesome. Yep. But, I want to go to Drummond Island really bad. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I would say probably definitely. Uh, Utah followed by anywhere in Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. Kentucky's amazing. That's yeah, I I've gotta get down to the cat this year. Like that's what I because they actually have trails. <laughs> you know, yeah. like Hoosier National Forest is fine. And to your point, if you're going camping, like it's great. You don't have to pay, it's dispersed, you can kind of pick a spot. So it's a couple hours away spots. from all of this and makes it yeah. makes it for a good quick weekend trip. Yeah. And if you're okay with cold and you go in the winter. Like I've gone two or three times this year so far and I don't see, I see maybe one or two cars go by the entire time I'm there. Yep. Nobody's out there. So it is cool, but I want to hit more like challenging trails. I want to use a winch. I want to use my chainsaw. I want to like really get out and do it. So I'm yeah, definitely I think, on I think the first and second day of our West Virginia trip, like that was perfect. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. a lot of fun. That, that trail system was good. Yeah. The trail, the trail that we took through the state park was really cool. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, when I heard this was going through a state park, I was like, mm. yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. It was really yeah. cool. So. Yeah. I loved it when we went past. So for those of you that, you know, haven't been there, which is probably a lot of you, um, we, you're going down like a paved road to like an, a scenic overlook. And there's like a hundred people. There's like, we kept having to pull off the road and wait for like a Winnebago to go by us. Yes. And this whole time we're like, wait, we're going to a trail, but there's like Winnebago's coming out of here. And like, it's a one lane road. And so it was really annoying because we had to keep stopping. And then we get down to the scenic overlook part and there's like 20 cars part, like they're blocking the trail because there's just so many cars everywhere. And they're giving us like the weirdest looks because we're in like muddy, like lifted vehicles with like- We're like in the only four wheel drives there. <laughs> 
right. And so all these people are looking at us. And again, they're blocking the trail. So we're like going off the road and giving them dirty looks because we can't get to the trail because they blocked it by parking illegally. And we're going past these people and they're like, where are these people going? <laughs> we just go off the road. And it was, that trail was like, that by far was the most, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy, but it was just the different types of challenges. Like the fact that, you know, you're dropping down and you've got to, you know, pick your line and, and, and do the smart thing going down some of those drop-offs and stuff. And then there were some little water crossings, a lot of muddy type of stuff. And then that one sort of stepped up rocky, uh, hill if you will like that was it was a lot of fun but it wasn't anything to your point earlier like that's gonna like damage your vehicle if you're careful um, yeah no i mean it, it was it was tight for a full size yeah um like if you have a full size rig and you're taking it there you're getting scratches like no doubt oh, yeah. like if i was in my forerunner like it would have felt like i was just on the sunday cruise or something but <laughs> i mean yeah that, that was a fun trail it was fun yeah i oh yeah i have hours of like footage from my dash cam of just like <laughs> of just branches going down the side of the Xterra. The one, the one thing you got to be careful about, especially um, in Kentucky, though, like when you're hitting the Daniel Boone, the backcountry back byway, mm. and part of those cat areas that's in Red River Gorge, you, you can, they have a really great website or a Facebook page. So go to the Facebook page and give updates on trail conditions and stuff like that because the weather plays a huge effect on those. Right. And a lot of times those trails are getting closed down because the weather's too bad. And yeah. they do a really good job about preventing um too much corrosion and stuff like that to the trail system so definitely yeah. go check that out before you just head down there like this is like right. pretty bad wet season right now so like yeah. everybody will tell you like avoid the whole yeah. river yeah yeah no that that's great advice that's a great i've been down there in august that's awesome yeah, yeah. Really cool. yeah it was one of the first trips that's actually the first trip we took when i first got my rock sliders on my tundra okay. and i wanted them specifically for that trip that trip because everybody told me oh you don't want to take a full size thing here like you're going to screw yeah. it up it's like well I got new mud cranes. Let me get my rock sliders and I'll go see for myself. Yeah. And I did. And me and my dad went through some trails down through there. Yeah. It was awesome. Trails that like, these are, they call these Kentucky highways. Yeah. They're not highways. Like it's, it's a mud trail. Yeah. Just big enough to fit a truck through, through the woods. Like you expect to hear banjos playing from the hills. <laughs> right. Like you, you're out there. Like, it's, yeah crazy and i love it yeah. it's stuff like that that we don't see up right. here in indiana and i'm from southern indiana yeah we're everywhere is Hoosier national forest and we've got some really good backcountry roads and stuff like yeah we, we're a bunch of hillbillies down there so we we got some good spots but right. nothing like kentucky oh yeah and it's not that far away well the cat the cat proper is like a ways away yeah i think it's what it's 900 mile loop all around like a thousand yeah i think they say it, it takes a good four to five days to do the whole thing yeah yeah so, yeah, I think it's like 700 miles now. I think they've expanded it a little bit. But it, it's been a couple of years since I looked into it. But yeah. Parts, yeah. parts of the cat run through, you know, the Red River Gorge area. Yeah. Talk about some good camping down there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I The Ozarks, too. That's on my list for this year. Yep. I've heard amazing things about the Ozarks. Sort of the same. It's It strikes me as similar to the cat, where it's like some challenging, like, rocky type stuff. Um you know, really unmaintained, like down trees everywhere and just like a lot of challenge to it. So what I want to do is I want to, I want to finish because the trail system that we did in West Virginia, we only did half of it. Yeah. So I, I want to finish it because the second half that goes through George Washington oh, wow. National Park is supposed to be even more difficult. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me know if you <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, the plan was to do the whole thing, but like, yeah, 
we had such a time constraint. We, we would have been on the road driving for like 12 hours a day and oh, yeah. trying to find camps. I mean, that last night, trying to find that camp, or the second to last night, yeah, we found that awesome campsite where the bear came and pooped right between our tents. <laughs> right. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just uh, took a picture of it. <laughs> but, I mean, like that campsite, that, that took us a little bit to find. Yeah. That, that would have sucked if we tried to find that campsite in the dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that we we'd got there just right before, like maybe a half hour before it got dark outside. Right, and we got we got lucky. It was such an awesome campsite. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's why I give you kudos for planning it all because it's like, it's hard, man. You know, like it's not as everybody thinks. Like you can just oh, I'll just watch this YouTube video and I'll go do it. But it's like, unless the people that made that YouTube video are literally giving you like dropped pins to like put into your GPS, like it's not that easy. Like you got to do some research and planning and. And, you know, sometimes people are using that campsite. Like, we're, you're not the only one that's going to be there. I mean, I've gone to Hoosier National Forest a handful of times where I've got, like, three or four spots that I really like. And I'll go to one, and it'll be 5 o'clock, and someone's in it. And then it takes 20 minutes to get to this other one, and someone's in that. And then it's dark yep. and 7 o'clock, and you're like, dang it, what am I going to do? Like, where am I going to camp? And you just pick anything at that point. And that changes your whole trip, right? Like, you have this sure. one super dramatic, like, awesome, cool site, and you don't get it. And then you're camping – 10 feet off a road like and that's it changes the whole trip so. yeah and sometimes like when you're doing these trips like out of the out of your comfort area where you don't know the area at all like yeah. sometimes you just can't find this spot. right it, it happens yeah well yeah that was i i mean I, I, don't, I don't know that i've talked about this on other videos or not but like i guys you don't understand so i was the only verizon guy i think right you guys are all like sprint or at&t or AT something yeah. yeah so in west virginia apparently they don't Verizon's not a thing like I literally for four days had no reception at all like I had to get on wi-fi at McDonald's as we went through a little small, tiny small town to like send my wife a message to say hey you're not going to hear from me for the next four days because I've got nothing and that also means map so like I was like staring at like Cody's bumper the whole time like don't lose him don't lose him because I'm like if I lose him like I I would have to like find drive around until I found a gas station and go in and ask for directions because I had nothing. <laughs> apparently, I, apparently, I drive a little too fast too, or yeah. so I'm told. <laughs> yeah, that, you and Adam both do that. Like it's like the first time that very first time that we went, Adam was like leading us around, and he had a Tacoma at the time, and he's going like 40 on these gravel roads, sliding it sideways, and I was just like, I just bought this truck, I really don't want to wreck it. Um, so that was yeah. You guys aren't afraid of sliding your vehicles around. <laughs> So yeah cool all right anything else any other projects you got going on any other vehicles that you're working on anything else you want to touch on so i don't take up your whole night <laughs> no more vehicles right now um that's good Pretty it will be later this year we're, we're gonna me and a few buddies we're actually gonna start our own little youtube adventure nice. um, we're gonna we're gonna do a cheap truck challenge that's cool. and this is kind of inspiration from dirt every day basically it's like uh -huh. you go out and set a budget our budget's gonna be two thousand dollars we're gonna buy a cheap four-wheel drive vehicle that we can take to the off-road parks and take yeah. out camping and have fun like that and then we're going to have a two thousand dollar modification budget so total okay. budget's four thousand dollars for this vehicle okay how can we make the coolest possible four-wheel drive camping vehicle for four thousand dollars that's cool and then we're gonna we're gonna have a set of challenges we're probably going to go to Haskell. yeah and we're going to set up these challenges and courses and stuff like that yeah and then at the end of it we'll We'll get rid of it and we'll have fun and we'll go out and drink some beers and camp. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the one thing I like about Haskell Acres too, over a lot of the off-road parks is that you can camp anywhere in the woods, yeah. like yeah. anywhere in the entire park. It's not, 
it's like it's like going to Hoosier National Forest and, and camping. Like you can right. camp anywhere in the whole park. It's eight hundred acres of woods. Yeah. So it's it's not like Badlands where you got like this little open field that's a camp. Yeah. Yeah. They, no offense to Badlands because it's a great park, but yeah, the the camping is literally a field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's, a, that's to be expected, but. Yeah, Aspen, you know, I mean, Aspen is not one of those places that I, you know, I'm going to take my kids. Right. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Because people, yeah. people get a little wild there sometimes. Yeah. But uh, if it's just me and a bunch of friends, we're going to have a fun time. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Good. That's awesome. Well, yeah, definitely keep me in the loop. I, I'm sure I'll see you posting about it on off-road and overlanders and everything. But yeah, if yeah. you guys start doing YouTube videos and stuff, let me know because maybe we do another interview or something. Meet my buddy Alex and then uh, Kyle yeah. from PMP Engineering. So Okay, that's we're, a good group. We're, we're gonna kind of uh, we're gonna record segments of each of our builds and stuff, and put videos cool. like a video series up. So yeah, it'll it'll be fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, awesome. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, um, guys, like I said, so thank you, Cody, for being on the show. I, again, I'm I've taken up almost all your night now, and you probably have kids to put in bed still, or are they already in bed? They're already in bed. Oh, okay, little. well that's good. Mine are. T- I let my wife do that while we were doing this. I scheduled this for about bedtime, so I didn't have to help. Uh, <laughs> Don't let her you know, see this. I'm going to cut this out at the end. Um, but yeah, thanks to Cody for being here. Um, yeah, definitely check me. out the things below. Uh, check out his links. Go, you know, if you're in the Midwest, definitely join Midwest Overlanders. Again, I've been in it for over four years now. It's awesome. There's tons of great information, tons of great people in there. People that, you know, again, you may not even know them personally, but then like you take a trip and you get to be friends, right? You get to know those people. And it's really interesting too, just like in all the overlanding communities, like everybody's super willing to help. So there is another one that we didn't mention a whole lot, but there is a, a Midwest four by four recovery group too that Cody started. So like there is a whole place where you could just like offer up to help people if they get stuck or if you get stuck, then you can ask for help and people will come and help you. So, um, so yeah, so there's, there's just tons of great information in these places. So definitely check out the links below and uh, thanks again to Cody. And thanks for you guys for watching the video. Definitely click subscribe below, click the like button if you like it and comment below and let me know what forums you guys use, what groups you guys are in. And uh, thanks for watching. All right, guys, so that was it. Um, hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, like I said, Cody's a great dude, does a really good job of, of leading Midwest Overlanders. He's, I've been on several trips with him, and he's an awesome leader of you know, the different trips that we've taken. He's great at leading off-roading groups and stuff. Um, so again, definitely check him out. Check out the description down below to find links to all of his stuff. And uh, I really appreciate you guys stopping by. As always, you know, my cod, my, my cod past... My podcast people are super loyal, and I really appreciate you guys. Same with YouTube. Everybody out there, I really appreciate you guys coming by and watching my stuff. Um, As the channel continues to grow, I want you guys to know that I'm going to be continuing to focus on budget-minded stuff, um, Xterra stuff, off-landing, off-roading. It's a late Apparently, I am tired. (laughs) Over-landing stuff? That's what I was trying to say. We're going to be doing some more of that, talking about more of that. So again, thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this at the end, special kudos to you. Comment below and let me know that you heard this part and give me a hard time for messing up like six times in a row. Um, So again, thanks. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you next week.